What's poppin' fam? Welcome to Don't Touch My Mindset, a podcast that is designed to uplift, inspire, and motivate you, and most importantly, share tools to help you protect that mindset. Poppin' family, super excited to be back with you guys. Um, of course, like I said, we're back with another pivotal moments, and I'm really, really excited to introduce this guest. Now, we've been to Australia, we've been to New England, we've been to the United Kingdom, we've been to Canada, but we are back touching base in Bali. And let me tell you, this 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 entrepreneur, this this leader, this business owner, this highly motivated. Um, I just want to, I want to say seasoned entrepreneur in in the field of coaching mindset, um, helping females accelerate their uh, healing relationships, careers, and life quality uh, is, is sitting down with me to have a conversation about her pivotal moments, about the things that she's gone through, about the things it's taking her to work with clients ranging from newbies in the business to multi six-figure business owners to high achievers in corporate jobs like she specializes in helping women through inner healing and mindset work like i'm super excited for this conversation i want to introduce everybody to laura laura her did i say that right did i say that right laura her yeah you did (laughs) (laughs) how are you feeling thank you thank you for joining us Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here today and hopefully share some, yeah, like highly inspiring, impactful moments with you all. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting conversation. I don't know what you have prepared for me, but I'm ready to flow. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited about it. Um, I want to kick it off. First question I ask everybody is, why do you lead? Why do you lead? Why do I lead? Yes. So I think for a lot of people, it's like leadership is only for business owners. And I don't think that that is the case. Um, I think that for us as humans, we all have to lead in some capacity. Um, For me last year, the theme of self-leadership was really big. And so that's where I really learned that leading is not just something you do when you have a high position at a corporate job or when you are your own boss and CEO. I think leadership is really for everyone who wants to hold themselves accountable to high standards in life and who wants to just like really, um, you know, make big things happen for themselves. And so self-leadership has been a concept that I learned so much about last year. And for me, I'm leading myself not just because I kind of owe it to myself, but also because I obviously want to lead others. Um, so as a coach, as a guide, as a mentor, for me, it's super important to um, to really show up for myself and to um, hold myself accountable and to be self-responsible in order to lead others. Um, I think all coaches agree, like we have to embody what we do and what we speak about in order to be really great leaders and be really great mentors. And so for me, 
leadership is just like a non-negotiable on a daily basis when it comes to small habits but also when it comes to big decisions so yeah i think leadership is really just for everyone it's not just something that people like who have a certain job position like have to think about if that makes sense i completely agree with that and i love that you said that right off the bat because that's exactly like I work I work with individuals in active recovery and help them manage destructive emotions and habits so they can maintain their sobriety. I I help leaders, CEO, executive leaders manage destructive emotions and habits so they can grow their business, right? But I also believe in making leadership extremely personal. And it sounds like that's what you believe in as well. It sounds like that's what you're actually teaching individuals as they lead their life. As I say, how we lead conversations with ourselves will lead our mindset how we lead our diets will lead our bodies how we lead our talents will lead how we show up in business so i i love that that one you led with that leading yourself before you can lead others so let me ask you Laura if you take away all the titles all the successes um all the failures all the trials the tribulations the adversity if you take it all away who are you and why are you here I love that you're asking that cuz like that's kind of coming back to your core why isn't it um so I I mean I started my business of of a passion a passion um when it comes to mental health when it comes to inner alignment when it comes to holistic well-being um and that's been my core driver since day 1 is like because I've led myself through so many hard moments in my life naturally when i came out of all of that i wanted to also help others lead themselves and become self sufficient in that way um and so my core why is really just leaving this world a little bit better than i found it and helping others who suffer or struggle right now to really overcome that season or that life period that they're in i may feel really challenging right now um with more ease and also obviously faster because what mentorship does it is it collapses time right like you're not meant to hit this wall like seven times you have someone show you the way and so because i've hit walls multiple times and things felt really fucking hard um i eventually like found a way and found you know processes and frameworks that really worked for me and helped me master myself and lead myself um which anyone can use um to also lead themselves successfully in their lives so that they if they struggle if they encounter challenges which that is life right um that they don't have to stay stay stuck and keep suffering but rather can lead themselves through those ups and downs of life successfully um and this is what I'm here and this is what I do what I do and it doesn't take titles it doesn't take successes per se um it just takes i think willingness and also um having the ability to self reflect and think about okay what did i do that clearly worked that will naturally work for others um and that's what i'm here and that's what i'm here to do on this planet <laughs> I, i absolutely love that yeah i'm already loving this conversation already loving this conversation wow um so it doesn't take successes it doesn't take titles in order to lead yourself in a in a better position or a better way and that's why I believe that adversity trials and tribulations don't make you but they reveal you. They reveal your character and how you hold yourself and if and if it is harder than it seems, right? Then we can always build ourselves better and grow and develop into a better self-leader out of those situations. Um at, so adding in the trials and, and tribulations, I know you haven't always been in this 
mindset that you are now or always been on the other side of this or one teaching other people how to lead themselves but also teaching other people how to coach others on building a business you know what did it take to get to this point it took a lot <laughs> so i mean i can share my entire life story but i'm not going to bore you guys like that i'm going to rather really boil it down so there's been a couple of like i mean I'd say main moments that really shook me and shaped me. Um, and I'd say one of those was definitely when I was depressed, when I was a teenager, I was around 12-ish years old, maybe 13. Um, at that time, I had a lot to carry um, in my you know, family life, my parents getting separated and that being like a very unhealthy dynamic to me, witnessing that as a child wasn't necessarily easy. Um, as well as like other external circumstances, like not really having true friendships, not really feeling like I can rely on anyone, like feeling like I always have to be the strong one. Then on top of that, being a perfectionist, high achiever, like it was a lot of pressure, like inner pressure and outer pressure. And so that really broke me um, at some point. And so eventually realizing that if I don't heal mentally, if I don't heal emotionally, and also like eventually it started impacting me physically, I was really physically sick. Um, and realizing if I don't heal holistically on all levels, like then this is like, this is not working. Like I was so close to going to a clinic um, and the doctor, I can still remember that day in that moment where I sat there and my mom was in the room as well. And the doctor looked at me and said to me, Laura, like if you want to stay with your mom, you have to do something, you have to heal, you have to be open to healing. Because I was so closed off to it. I was so scared. I didn't want I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to see anyone. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't want I didn't want any of that. Um and when the doctor said that to me, like you will lose your mom, that's when something clicked. And I was like, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't, I can't lose her. I can't not see her. I can't not be around her anymore. And that's really what was the moment where I decided I have to fucking heal. Like whether it's pretty or not, whether it's easy or not, whether it's comfortable or not, I have to devote myself to healing because otherwise I'll lose her. And like, she she was my everything, right? Like she, she was like the reason why I wanted to stay alive, even though part of me didn't want to stay alive, right? Like it was really, really bad and really heavy. And so that's when I really started healing and really started working on myself. I saw a therapist maybe two times, didn't really resonate with her, couldn't open up to her, so stopped going there. Um, and then really just did it by myself, but also like just talking to my mom. It was kind of like my mom was my therapist at that time, and she was amazing, let me tell you. Uh, we processed so much together, and I really, really helped to like feel so held by her and feel supported and um, really opening up about like what was going on inside of me, right? And um, like understanding what's been weighing me down so much um, has been amazing because before I didn't have an understanding of what was actually happening that was impacting me mentally so, so much. Um, and so I was kind of working my way out of there slowly, but surely it took, I would say like almost a year, if not longer than that, um, for me to like fully feel like myself again, actually not, not like myself, like my previous self, but a new me, like the real me. Um, and it's been a beautiful period of shedding layers and releasing old beliefs and also like old patterns of like people pleasing and, you know, perfectionism and all those things that I carried with me because I ultimately thought that I was unworthy of love. Like that was the baseline of 
you know, like how I was operating every day. And really stepping into and owning my worthiness um, has been amazing. My confidence and realizing that I just had to get to know my true self in order to feel really good about myself. Um, and so that's been one of the moments that really, really, really shaped me um, and helped me become a happier version of myself. I can't remember what the main question was, but I, I, yeah, I can't remember what the question was. I love it. Don't you? But I hope it answers the question. It does. I was like, what, what? Who were you before all of this? And uh, you took me oh, back to it. twelve, and I, and I just want to make sure that you said you started doing this work when you were twelve, thirteen, when the doctor looked at you and it was just like, you have to be open to heal. Mm-hmm. Wow. Kind of. Yeah. Well, we'll just. Early, a lot earlier than I would think that anybody would face that type of heaviness, you know. Um, so what kind of healing did you start doing? What kind of frameworks that did you did you use at that age? You know, is that just talking to your mom like a therapist or is that was it going to therapy? What what kind of frameworks did you use at that point that really, really helped you that type at that age, you know? As, as life mm-hmm. is still going on, as you have many emotional uh challenges as well at that age too um and then trying to deal with that it seems like you almost had to be an adult you know i definitely grew up a little bit too fast i fully want to agree on that um it was like i actually grew up before that because i already felt like i had to like take care of my family and like the things that were playing out there like again the relationships of my parents like the relationship of my parents was really a healthy one so already at that point before depression i felt like i had to grow up if that makes sense so like that, that that was already a point where i felt like be a child i can't be the one being taken care of if that makes sense um and so when i healed i wasn't really using like framework as you would now like with nlp and like I didn't really have any modalities at hand, um, but what I did was I was diving into, you know, personal development YouTube videos and reading a lot of books um, and just like really soaking up a lot of knowledge on like how the mind works and um, how I can shift my identity because I knew that I was kind of feeling disconnected from myself, like I was feeling numb in my body. I knew something was up, right? And so I, I knew I had to like learn a little bit about it to then walk myself out of it. I, I definitely want to say a, a big part of it though was talking to my mom. Um, I can remember us sitting in the kitchen and like really like me just processing because until then, until that point, I had never really processed a lot of things that were going on in my mind that felt so heavy that were literally impacting my nervous system, my physical health. Like my body was responding to what was going on inside of me, right? And um, I guess like that really, really, really um, was a huge chunk of my healing was like really sitting in the kitchen with my mom, talking to her. Um, and processing and realizing things rather than just keeping it all on myself. Um, a big part was also journaling. Like I started journaling, I started self-reflecting, asking myself like those all those meaningful questions that I think every human being at some point should ask themselves. Like, who am I? Who am I really? What do I want? What do I value? Um, like, what do I like about myself? What do I maybe also dislike about myself, right? Because there were so many things that I also wanted to change. Like, I didn't want to keep people pleasing anymore. I didn't want to keep being a perfectionist. I didn't want to do those things that were clearly not working for me and making me unhappy. And so through all those realizations, through journaling and reading and talking about things, like I really started finding myself. 
um and releasing a lot of what was heavy again i didn't have any modalities i wish i had at that point um i was not familiar with that at all um but i think it's it's that all of that was what led me to where i am now like where i did get certified in 2019 in order to have more tools modalities at hand Mm. like nlp and time techniques and you know nervous system regulation tools and all those things um that's been really changing the game but back in the days it was just reading it was just reflecting it was just talking it was really as quote unquote simple as that and it takes effort to do it to sit down and do those things or a lot of people think that they can read a book and they'll have the magic fix or they can go through a framework and do the mac well the framework is there to help it make that journey a little bit easier to that point of access. And once you get to that point of access, then you have to walk through that. Then you have to see, okay, what do I need to confront within me? Whether that's getting there through a behavioral analysis assessment, whether that's getting there through meditation, breath work, nerve, you know, whatever, whatever, however you get to that access point of seeing where the trauma big t little t is and then you have to address that so you said something that really stuck out to me to find your values talk to me about your values talk to me about your core values and how you operate today what are your top three core values Mm, i want to say one of them is definitely freedom still to that day and with freedom like that means so many things but for me it really means freedom in how i express myself that is one thing because i used to always hide who i was i would never share my opinion openly right like that was not freedom I wasn't free um then obviously there's mental freedom there's emotional freedom but also just like the freedom to live life on my own terms um in the way that feels good for me like I I could not commute every day to a job because I know I would feel stuck I would feel trapped I wouldn't feel like I'm making my own decisions and so for me I realized like I'm the kind of person everyone is different here but for me I realized I can't, I literally physically can't work for someone else. Like I tried it, it just didn't work for me. I just <laughs> could not sit there. Like every single like piece of my body was just like screaming at me, Laura, get get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and so I realized that that is obviously also part of freedom and I need that. Um, besides the mental and emotional freedom and the freedom to be myself, my true self. Um, another core value is honesty. Um, my friends always joke like you're the most honest person I know and I think some people may say I'm bold I'm direct but I just think I'm being really really honest with myself and others like I I can't I can't not say what I think or how I feel I think I'm doing myself and others a huge disservice when I do and um, I don't sugarcoat things which doesn't mean that I'm like a mean person it just means that I'm not trying to cover anything up or like make it sound a certain way so like you can say very honest things in a very loving way that's what i believe in and so i think it's really really important to be honest with yourself in the first place because when you start lying to yourself and telling yourself oh it's okay it's fine or this is not a big deal or anything like oh my job isn't that bad or this partnership actually does make me happy my partner is not that bad like like that's that's when you're settling aren't you right and i'm not available for that so Honesty is another huge one. Um, And then I would also really say fun and pleasure um, has become a core value of mine because I used to live a life where I would always pressure myself. Like I I thought, I almost thought I didn't deserve to to feel like activated and to have fun and to just enjoy myself because I thought I had to hustle or achieve or do something to earn it. 
to earn like the fun or the pleasure or whatever. And so now I'm really in a place where it's just like, no, I have to have fun. If, it, if it's not fun, I'm not here for it. If I have to do something and it's not fun, not gonna do it. Like it's, it's, it's just as simple as that. Like I think a lot of people live life not having enough fun. That's truly what I believe in. And it was me for the longest time too. And so deciding that life gets to be fun, it gets to be lighthearted, it doesn't have to be as serious, which doesn't mean not taking serious things seriously, because I certainly do. But um, whenever there is an opportunity to laugh and to make fun of something or just like enjoy myself or like have a good time, I'll take that opportunity. I'll not let that pass by as I used to. So um, I guess, yeah, freedom, honesty, slash truth and fun, pleasure, joy, whatever you want to call it. Um, is definitely something that I do my best to live by every day because it's essential for me to thrive. That's absolutely beautiful. I'm glad you. Sh- I'm glad you know I'm off the top of your head and why. Because I always ask, like when I go and work with companies, I work with leaders or emerging talent. I say, t- talk to me about your values. What are your core values? And they'll they'll spit off something: integrity, respect, and and honesty, right? And I'm like, cool. What behaviors do you display? that back that up, right? And I love that after every value, you gave me a behavior, you gave me a reason why you've, that's something that one guy's take note of this, she's been intentional about discovering the things that energize her and the things that that train her, right? And then she's able to build her life around those values. So talk to me about this ebook, right? Because as you talked about from going from hustle culture to understanding your values, like if you don't want to do it and it's not fun, then I'm not there, right? And I don't want to settle for that. And so how did you escape hustle culture and everybody telling you that you have to be busy all the time and you need to be doing fifty to $60,000 a month or you're not a success? How did you battle that mindset? Mm, that's been such a hard one. Actually, when I was reflecting before this interview in my most pivotal moments, another one that came up was hitting burnout. And that was obviously um, a result of me buying into hustle culture and being a part of it almost for quite a long time. Like it started in school when I was starting to always get straight A's. Like that mindset started there already. Like, oh, I have to prove, I have to achieve, I have to be really fucking good at something. Otherwise, I'm worthless, right? And that kind of mentality drives a lot of people um, to do things that actually are not meaningful to them. It's just proof. It's just to fill an empty void. And so for me, when I was hitting burnout, I think that was my second year of business, or maybe the start of my third year of business, um, I really realized that I've decided to become self-employed, to have more freedom, to have more fun, to actualize myself, to follow my passion to live out my values and then I'm doing this to myself like I, I'm, I'm working so damn hard to make other people's lives better and along the journey losing myself and not prioritizing my own well-being like what the fuck right like it doesn't make any sense and so when I was in that place where I was feeling so low on energy and so tired so tired so resentful towards my business too because i was the one not having boundaries but i was blaming my business (laughs) even though i'm the one leading it right also very funny no but i i really i really understood like i i have to find a way to make this more enjoyable to make this more sustainable as well because obviously how i was operating that's not sustainable when you're operating at a record speed all the time it's not sustainable same when you're working out like when you're working out two hours a day seven days a week 
you have no recovery time like it's not sustainable right like you can't do that forever and so for me the goal was to really find a lifestyle that makes it sustainable so i can do this forever and i can always show up from a place of integrity as well because i can then serve from an overflowing cup and it's a place of embodiment because i'm embodying joy and pleasure and self-care myself first rather than just being good at like you know guiding and mentoring and sharing about it but like actually not taking really good care of myself and so realizing that has been great because it's been really bringing me back to living in alignment with my values and realizing I have to be the embodiment of my work and I have to pour from an overflowing cup, not an empty cup. And um, it really took like releasing those nagging old beliefs that kept me stuck in those perfectionism, high achiever um, cycles of like pushing myself too hard and setting super tight deadlines for everything. Everything was urgent, everything was important, everything had to be done immediately. Like bullshit, right? Because when you are your own when you're your own boss you you can set your own deadlines as you want as you please right and so when i stopped trying to do it all and be it all for everyone and having no boundaries even with clients like always being available all the time like chasing shiny objects just like completely losing sort of like what actually moves the needle in my business that's when i could start like really prioritizing and restructuring my business and starting to outsource and get help and ask for help which I always told myself, no, I don't need help. That's a sign of weakness. I was like in this really unhealthy energy of like hyper independent woman trying to do it all by herself. Like it was just not working. And admitting that to myself has been really healing. Um, and it obviously like it required for me to look at my ego, look at my old beliefs around like me having to do it all by myself and like me not being worthy of receiving help and support. And also me having to hustle in order to be worthy of success in the first place. Because I thought if I didn't work hard for something, why would I deserve to have it, right? And so really shifting all those nagging old beliefs and all those old behaviors and patterns that came with those beliefs has been a game changer for me because it really catapulted me towards feminine leadership, which is very much what I'm teaching about today. So like having a more magnetic, a softer approach to leading yourself in all areas of life and your romance, your lifestyle, but also your business. And it's been really changing the game for me. What can you say about, expand on that a little bit, feminine leadership, you know, really um, attracting what you want in your business, attracting what you want in your relationships, attracting what you want in your life is, is what I got from that. And teaching other females that one, leadership is not an old white man in a suit. Leadership is how you lead yourself, right? And you can develop the leader from within you if you spend time healing you, right? And I, I love the philosophy of, of what you're doing. So talk to talk to me about what it looks like for someone to come to you and say, hey, I need help. I'm struggling in my relationships, I'm struggling in my business, I'm not happy. Where do you have them start? What's the first step for somebody who needs help when they come to you? Mm -hmm. It's really to look at how things feel rather than how they look or what makes sense. Because a lot of people operate in this way where they say, but this just makes sense, I have to do. And they tell themselves certain things about their lives, like I have to be in this relationship, I have to be in this job, I have to do things in a certain way. And feminine leadership really brings you back into your body and what feels good, what feels aligned for you rather than following the shoulds and the have tos and the musts right that oftentimes are even like external like we um we internalize like what's been told 
experience, like just what we see in society, like how things work. And we think we have to operate in the same way. And so really asking someone coming to me like, hey, like, how do things feel for you, though? And what would feel good for you in your relationship, in your lifestyle, in the way you nourish yourself and the way you work out and the way you structure your days and the way you approach work and work like on your projects, like what would feel good? And usually they immediately know what would feel good because it's just so intuitive, right? Like it's a very intuitive approach to living your life. It's almost like you're you're getting back into your body, realizing, oh, that would feel good. I would I would like to do that, right? And oftentimes it's like it's all these shoulds and like all these beliefs around how things are supposed to be that make people do things that actually feel out of alignment with them, that don't feel true to them, and that don't work for them, their minds, and their bodies. And that's usually when they feel stuck because they're leading themselves in a way that doesn't actually work for them. And so it's really coming back to what feels good rather than what makes sense or what we think, how we think things should be. So when you say, for instance, oh, I'm not really feeling happy in my relationship, it's like, okay, what do you need? What are your needs? Not, oh, like, you know, like, what does your partner want? Of course, you want to consider your partner's needs too, but like, also look at what feels good for you. Like, I think a lot of women, especially women, are like, wanting to please their partners wanting to get their approval right like and i think for us women it's really important to look at what do we want in a relationship what are we looking for and to actually be able to verbalize that rather than just like being like no i shouldn't say that i need to be good like i think it's really really important to speak up like the other way around as well obviously i think there's definitely also men who are not speaking up who are not saying what they would need what they would want what would feel nourishing for them in a relationship and this is really the whole approach of feminine leadership have you yeah i i absolutely love that and you you took the next question right out of my mouth was <laughs> was how, how do you how would you suggest for a male to follow this type of approach to leadership exactly it's the same it's the same approach yeah. it's like looking at what feels yeah. good I mean, as a man, it's not like, oh, it's forbidden for you to follow feminine leadership approach. Like, I think, I mean, the masculine has its place and the feminine has has its place in both and in each and every single person's lives. Like, I have masculine energy. I love it. If I didn't, I couldn't run a business, right? Like, I wouldn't be structured. I wouldn't be able to, to, to hold a lot. Um, and also have feminine energy within me. And I think it's really important to balance that. And it goes in the same way for men. Like, Men are supposed to be soft. Men are supposed to be emotional um, because that's what actually deepens the bond with their partner, right? Um, and it's, so it's, it's the same thing. It's absolutely the same thing. Um, like when you feel like there's something out of alignment as a man in your life, you have to come back to your body and feel into what feels right for me. What would I need? I think a lot of people just suppress their needs. And that's where a lot of like misalignment is created in our lives because we do things that don't feel good, that don't feel right. We're not following our intuition. We're following the shoulds. And so it pretty much goes in the same way for men as well. Now that now that's so good. And 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 fellas, if you're listening to this, I want to speak to this too because she said something that's super important on Matt, that you have masculine and feminine energy. Don't think that you just have to be stoic or that you have to be masculine, right? You have to uphold the structure. I want you to think of it as a campfire, right? When you look at a campfire, you have the base of the fire. You have the sticks, the twigs, the rocks, the base of the fire. That's the structure of the fire. 
and then you have the fire and it and it sits on the base right that structure the base is going to be your masculine energy and that fire is actually going to be the feminine and neither would exist if they weren't together and so this this embodiment of feminine leadership or if you want to if you want a masculine title for can I can I change the title for for my men listening right it's a a, a magnetic leadership right if you want if you want a magnetic leadership approach and have people attract the right people attract the right team attract the right clients to attract you got to do what feels right within the structure that you built and and I don't want you cuz I, I want to speak to my men too cuz I don't want them to just be like oh they're talking about female stuff no this is life this is life <laughs> stuff right that's so awesome so you said that there were 2 3 4 5 6 pivotal moments that you want to talk about what let me ask you when you got past the healing when you got past the burnout tell me tell me how did you evolve next mm-hmm. so when i had burnout i was i think in my early 20s now i'm 27 so since that obviously i was able to build my business in a way more sustainable way which was beautiful to see because until that point I again i didn't want to outsource i didn't feel comfortable like giving other people responsibility because i had control issues didn't trust anyone felt like i had to hold it all together which again stemmed from my childhood of me feeling like i have to hold my family together i have to hold things together i have to be in control all the time which that is also quite masculine right like ha- like holding the structure holding the frame wanting to be in control like that that's not what was good for me and so it wasn't good for me as a child it wasn't good for me um as a business owner yes as a leader you have to set the frame but also you have to delegate you have to outsource you have to trust other people and empower them to be self led as well and so realizing that has really enabled me to grow my team and thus my business and my impact and it's been really beautiful to see um but you're right there has been another pivotal moment um when i was just entering my first relationship which um that was 3 years ago and uh, until that point i never had a relationship um cuz again hyper independent woman traveling the world building her business like didn't have time for that <laughs> i was telling myself i don't have time for that <laughs> it's so funny now oh my gosh okay so told myself that lie for a lot of years wasn't emotionally available um avoidant attachment style like just not letting anyone close really and so when i my now current partner i realized oh shit like i have a lot of old patterns that i still carry with me that are definitely not working in a relationship like i can do that by myself but i can't do that when i'm like trying to build and share a life with someone right and so there was a point in our relationship where i really realized oh my god i'm so avoidant like i don't i feel so afraid of emotional intimacy like i feel so afraid to let someone into my mind and like to really you know like really develop feelings for someone because obviously yes there is a risk of getting hurt as with anything in life there's risk you never have full certainty and that freaked me out because i was like i can handle hardships in my business i can handle you know losing my father i can handle a lot of things emotionally but i thought i was not able to handle losing someone again so i didn't trust myself ultimately that i could handle loss and grief again cuz i lost my dad when um i was in la that was also just um before i had burnout in 2019 so i felt like my world was like falling apart and um when i had just recovered from that i felt like i can't do that again so i can't let someone close to me um because if i'm losing him again like my world is going to end like i can't i can't deal with that and so i really noticed and my partner really noticed 
like how I was just not prioritizing our relationship. I was still trying to keep him at a distance and it was just not working. And so eventually I realized like, okay, this is really not working. He doesn't want to be with me anymore if I keep keeping him at a distance. And so eventually from there, I slipped into the opposite. I slipped into anxious attachment. And so from then on, onwards, I was, it, was, it was so interesting to like look back on it now. I'm like, oh my gosh, like how did that work? I went from avoidant to anxiously attached and like feeling like I, I always had this fear of losing him. I always, like, it, like sometimes even when he would go out and be like, like, oh my God, like, please text me when you're there. Like I, I had just such a fear of like something could happen or like I was so afraid of losing him. It was just like this really anxious feeling all the time. And so um, eventually I realized like I have to become secure within myself. I have to become secure in this relationship in order for us to thrive. Like it doesn't work any other way. And so um, that's when I really went from anxiously attached, like avoidant to anxiously attached and then to eventually feeling more secure in this relationship because I managed to feel more secure within myself and also realizing like if if we ever broke up or anything happened, like I, I would still survive. Like I've survived before and I'll survive again. And like, of course, like even when you think about breaking up for instance with someone you love, like it's the most horrible feeling, right? But also like you also, like you, we are strong enough to survive that we're strong enough to move on. And so really realizing like, I had a I had a life that I always loved by myself. And like, I love this person so much and he enriches my life in so many ways, but like, if you lose someone like there's a reason for it right and so really understanding like what belongs into your life will stay what doesn't it's naturally gonna you know leave your life eventually and this has been really helping me to not be as attached um to our relationship and to him anymore i guess um and really like starting to date myself again and not lose myself in a relationship because i think what happens for a lot of people especially like in longer relationships like a year, two years, three years, and even far beyond that, of course. Um, cause three years is nothing, to be honest. <laughs> um, like for a lot of people, they'll be like, "That's not." But it, but it feels it's a good time frame to like live together and build a life together and feel like really close to someone, right? And so, um, I think, yeah, it's just really, really important to um, to really start dating yourself um, again if you feel like you've lost yourself in the relationship because you've started placing your entire focus on your partner and spending time together and doing everything together um, and always even like just always saying we rather than I like um, how are you like oh we're good <laughs> like, no like how, yeah. how am I <laughs> right so it's really I, I see like I do it myself too sometimes like I, I find myself guilty about too like just saying oh we're good because usually people are like checking in on us but like sometimes if it's just me I, I, I have to say I I don't have to say we right it's really important um, in that in, in, a, in a relationship to keep dating yourself is what I found. And that really also helped to overcome this anxious style because I kept focusing on myself again and not just, you know, either working or um, being present with my partner, but actually like nourishing and nurturing my entire life outside of the relationship as well, like hobbies and friends, anything that I find pleasurable that has nothing to do with him, right? Um, so this has been really, really helping because I think a lot of people lose that along the way. Yeah, no, that's really good, and I, and I, I definitely wanted wanted you to say I wanted you to explain what what did that look like? How do you date yourself while in that relationship? And and 
and stay interdependent versus independent or codependent and also get away from this fear of losing something or this hope of something lasting forever. Like how do you how do you maintain that balance? It seems like it seems like you have mastered balance. Like how do you how do you do that? How do you do that? <laughs> how do you do that? I love that. No, I I mean I'm not perfect at it. There's definitely days where I'm like, babe, I want to spend time. And it's like, no, I can't, right? And so there's still days where I feel like, oh, I really want to spend time with him. But it's just that I realized I enjoy and I had to really practice that too. Like whenever um so in the beginning it was really hard so whenever he had to work or like he had to go somewhere and i felt attached and i felt like no i have to spend time with you my focus was all on him i really realized wait a second whenever i'm by myself i freaking enjoy it like i have the best time like the first maybe hour or so i'm still feeling like eh, like that's really sad i want to have him around i think a lot of women are like that by the way uh with their partner but um no i truly believe so um i see that in my clients i see that in my girlfriends like i see it with a lot of people and so <clears throat> what really helps is understanding that when we're actually learning to enjoy the heck out of our own presence and our own company that is when you're in this healthy place of like not needing someone to complete you're not needing someone to make you a happier person because you're happy by yourself you're whole by yourself you're enjoying the heck out of your own company and if someone comes along who um has the ability like capacity to spend time with you like when my brain is coming back like we can still spend time then right so like when someone comes along it's just a bonus it's not the baseline is not essential it's beautiful like love is beautiful relationship is beautiful quality time is beautiful it's my main love language um but it is so it's even more beautiful to really enjoy yourself and enjoy time with yourself and usually we have resistance when we're like oh no like i don't want to have time by myself like i want to spend time with my partner but then once we have it and we learn to really fill that time with beautiful things like for me always reading it's going for a walk it's journaling um doing yoga it's just doing something for me that I like to he's around i realized oh my god i really enjoy that i really needed that and so i think it was two weeks ago that i booked myself a little solo getaway which like even just two years ago i would have never done that because it would have taken away time from being with him and so um I booked that for myself and I had the best time. I had the best time. Doesn't mean I didn't miss him, doesn't mean that I wasn't super happy to be back and like spend time with him again, but it's just so good for us when we're in a relationship to get out sometimes and just date ourselves. So I went to cafes, I did yoga. Um I had a really cute Airbnb. Now I was just like doing me. I was just doing me during that time and it's been so nourishing. And coming back was so beautiful because he had missed me, I'd missed him, and would have quality time. So I think this is really, really, um, really important to be able to enjoy your yourself and time with yourself. That's so good. That's so good. And and guys, I want you to know that it dating yourself can can look like taking a walk around the block every single night by yourself. It can it can look it, you don't you don't have to. book a trip but it helps a lot i i like i used to tell my, tell my partner that i'm going on an individual spiritual healing retreat that's what i'm doing an individual spiritual healing retreat and i would take that time and really just get in touch with me and and my purpose and the things that i love and the things that i do because we spend so much time together that we become one person and then we forget who mm-hmm. we are just like you said and then so when we actually have to physically rip ourselves apart 
and, and be like, yo, okay, this is you and this is me, but still maintain that support for each other. And fellas, 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 you do this as well. Please, like, don't ask for the type of support you need, right? Like, you, and you heard Laura say it, like, her, her, her love language is quality time, and there's things that she knows that she needs. I'm going to need you guys to figure out, date yourself, and learn yourself so you can figure out what you need and then ask your partner to give that to you, whether that looks like quality time or if that looks like words of affirmation or if that looks like gifts, if it, whatever that may look like, I need you to ask for that because... If you're if you're male and you don't know how to express yourself, then nobody's going to be able to support you, love you or hold you or help you heal or get through any part of this unnecessary trauma that you think you're holding for no reason. So I love I love that you brought that up. Um, I, I got I got a really random question for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if you were a slice of pizza, what kind of pizza would you be? Um, the Hawaii pizza, like with pineapple. That would be me. (laughs) I think that would be me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Why? I don't know. Because it's tropical. It's a little bit juicy. It's still hearty. Mm, I I don't know. I I also just love pineapple, probably that place in shit. But I just love the mixture of like, it's, it's technically a hearty meal, but like a little bit of sweet. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Pine, pine, I love it. The, the, the German that lives in Bali identifies as a Hawaiian pizza. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, makes sense. Oh, makes man. It doesn't got to make sense. It has to feel right. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, oh my God. Like, I haven't, I actually realized that I haven't had that in a really long time. I don't even know if they sell it here in Bali, like the one with pineapple on it, yeah. but you can customize. So that's fine. I'll yeah. figure it out. You got to make that. That's that's your goal for today. How about that? That, that, that is your is goal. Perfect. You let me know when you accomplish that goal for today. It's having a slice, of, <laughs> a slice of Hawaiian pizza. There we go. Um, if, if you had to do it all over tomorrow, if you had to do it all over again, um, what have you learned about this journey? What have you loved about this journey? And what would you do mm-hmm. I would definitely, well, so like to answer the last question first, I would definitely get to know myself even earlier mm-hmm. um, and understand my needs even earlier. Cause I think- In 12? <laughs> yeah. She yeah. Said, yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I really, I really think like when you, I mean, I think that should start when you start going to school because that's when you start interacting with other kids. That That's when you form friendships, probably before that too. Oh, like you'll have friends before. But like that's when you're really in this environment where you have to do your homework and you have to be self-responsible and you, again, like you're around people, like around other children all the time. I think it would be so good to understand you know what am I looking for? What am what am I looking to learn? What am I like? What kind of friend do I want to be? What do I look for in a friend? Like I used to be like friends with like I try to be friends with anyone. Like that was also not great because I'd constantly try to like be a hundred different personas a day because like I was friends with all these different kinds of people and I was just mirroring them. I didn't even know who I was. Like I, it was so weird as a child. Like I I didn't know what my identity was and I wish I would have figured out that sooner just because I think that would have made me feel a lot more stable and grounded and connected to myself. And so, yeah, it obviously sounds like really weird to like say, oh, I wish like at like five years old, I would have figured myself out. No, no, but like 
I think just like thinking more about myself and like really understanding who I am because I think a lot of children don't think about those things like they don't really have a sense of self I think this is why a lot of kids also um kind of lose themselves and like grow up and like don't really know what they want and I think it's really really important to start as early as possible and maybe it sounds unrealistic to say well at 10 years old or like six years old like know yourself but at least starting to have those mindful practices I'm 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 friends with a woman she's raising a child and I think he's what is he like five six something like that and they're doing like meditation together they yoga together and they have like meaningful conversations and when she was sharing that with me I was like oh my gosh I love that that is so great to like really show your kid how you're doing things how you're caring for yourself how you're connecting with yourself how you're sitting with yourself that is invaluable like right and I think that's not really something that a lot of us um <clears throat> had because our parents didn't really do that because that wasn't really a thing that wasn't really common and so I definitely think that if I had the tools um then I would really like start to get my get to know myself sooner obviously that also depends on like how you're being raised of course and all of that so but other than that I really wouldn't change a thing because I think it definitely led me to where I am today and I'm really grateful for that and I also wouldn't skip any part of my journey I wouldn't skip the depression I wouldn't skip the burnout I wouldn't skip um not dating for a long time being avoided and then being anxious I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because it's exactly what I needed to learn certain lessons and to um become the person I am today so I wouldn't change anything what were the other two questions sorry <laughs> what have you learned uh through this journey and what have you loved about this journey mm, I've learned to really stay true to myself when I'm not staying true to myself I'm not living a happy life when I'm not doing me when I'm not doing what feels right then I'm living someone else's life and like what's the point of that right because you only have one life for yourself and so really um doing those things that I feel called to do and it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else um I mean I left my home country when I was 22 didn't make sense to my parents like to my mom um to my friends everyone's like what are you doing you'll be back here in a few weeks and I was like watch me <laughs> not gonna come back and I didn't come back I stayed I stayed in Bali and I kept traveling it was amazing and it was just because I believed in myself I knew if I wanted this I could have it like there was no other option like not doing my thing was not even an option because I knew if I wouldn't do me, it would make me feel miserable. And so what I loved about that journey was really, really peeling back so many layers of my identity and who I am and who I want to become and really learning so much about myself and other people along the way, making beautiful memories. Um, again, in my early 20s, I traveled quite a lot and I, I loved I loved meeting these people. I loved hearing those stories. Yeah. That was so interesting. Rich, that was so beautiful and meaningful and um i'd do that again and again and again and it actually makes me miss traveling when i'm talking about it so i probably have to like do that again very soon because i think that's the biggest gift we can give to ourselves is to explore ourselves and the world we're living in and other people and connection and i think this is what really makes this whole ride of life worth it that is that it's beautifully said. It's my number one value, connection. It's my number one value. Any room, any situation, any environment that I'm in, how can I connect with it and the people in it, right? Um, so I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. 
I think I'm all out of questions. I think I'm all out of questions. You are, <laughs> you have spilled the sauce. You have blessed us with an amazing testimony, an amazing story, uh, full of inspiration. Um, thank you, thank you for your time. Can you please tell everybody where to find you, how to find you, what to do next after they listen to this podcast? Of course, yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Laura Heard, so it's H-E-R-D-E for everyone who doesn't know how to, um, how to spell it. So um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. I post stories pretty much every day. Um, I also have a website. So um, that's www.lauraherd.com. Um, and I also have a podcast. It's called Unfuck Your Life. Um, it's still in the earlier stages. I've just been doing this for a few months and I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, we have to record an episode together one time because I think people would love that as well. Um, so yeah, I have this podcast show. Again, Unfuck Your Life on either Spotify or iTunes. Um, and yeah, that, like that's the best ways to find me and to get in touch. If you want to listen to my podcast, go ahead and do it. I have a weekly newsletter series. That's called the Lion Accelerate. It's value packed, so so good. And um, yeah, there's lots of value on my Instagram, my story highlights. If you want to connect, you can DM me. Um, but yeah, that's how you find me. <laughs> that's it. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Honestly, um, wow. Thank you. You have truly blessed us today. One more question. Um, as I ask everybody before they leave, if I offered you the phrase, "Don't touch my mindset." What comes to mind? Mm. So when I say don't touch my mindset, I would say really not letting other people dictate who I am, what to believe in, what's possible for me. Um, for me, it's really protecting your own beliefs and um, in a good way though, like not the negative ones, but like the ones where you're like so rooted in confidence when you believe in yourself, when you want to follow your dreams and someone else is coming to tell you like, you can't do that that's impossible it doesn't work who are you to do this like all those things and i've heard all those phrases myself and i should have said don't touch my mindset at that point <laughs> to be honest but like when someone else is imposing their limitations on you and projecting all that shit onto you you have to say don't touch my mindset because your mindset is what carries you through your life and it's what open doors for opens doors for you that other people will never even see what's on the other side of that door because they have certain limitations. So don't let other people's, you know, projections define who you are or what's possible for you because you get to define that for wow. yourself. And that's really important. Wow. Um, guys, we got a new intro to the podcast just like that. Oh, no. <laughs> thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. That was a pleasure. Amazing questions as well. Really fun. I hope everyone enjoys listening. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And guys, when you guys listen to this, DM Laura. Don't touch my mindset just so she knows that you listen to it. So, all right, guys. Thank you. I, 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 I just want to say that I have enjoyed this conversation.